0: My
1: condition was in I woke up this morning With the sundown Shining in oh. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the
0: f***ing money, you head? Oh, it's, uh, oh, oh It's down there somewhere Let me take another look I found my mind In a brown paper bag
2: But then 106 miles to Chicago We got a full tank of gas Half a pack of cigarettes It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses.
0: Hit it. trip on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. OK, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the news, so, uh you know, that's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut
2: through the chase, OK? What
3: are you guys selling? I lost you $60,000. There is no
0: one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do.
4: There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to
0: use so many cuss words. What the f are you talking about?
5: Don't worry, nobody's
3: listening anyway. I
6: woke up this morning with the Sunday. Lord, one face, Jacks. I'm coming out with Andrew on the board. SP futures up 22. SP futures up 124. Do we have Mr. Lou? That a yes? I don't. I don't hear him. But it, we I are. Can b- hear you. There you go, bud. I, I can hear you now. How are you? How are you? Well, I'm doing oh, I'm okay. just,
4: uh I'm just peachy. How uh, how's uh, life in Chicago? Um, so what's going to happen mm-hmm. with your mayor election? When is your mayor election?
6: Uh, the fourth is. Uh, so what's that? A week from next Tuesday.
4: Okay. Well, I'll be. Uh, I'll be listening. Uh, listening in carefully. I'm. Uh, th- what are the what are the not seeing? What the polls are showing out here is Wallace uh, ahead still.
6: I think he's ahead a little bit, but your uh, your 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 buddy uh, is panicking that his uh, if uh, Johnson gets in, it really comes down to you know it's not, Louie, it it shouldn't be uh, a racial thing, <clears throat> but of course it's it it has to be. You got a black guy running against a white guy, but it's in it, Chicago, but yeah. it's not. It's not the color; it's the it's the policy. You could conceivably have a black guy and a white guy, with the other person's views of the world. But right now, the the black people that run that are are the one that seem to be able to get the power from the unions or whatever. Uh, they're totally different than Harold Washington. It's not even close. It's it's all about getting as much money as you can from some people and giving it to other people which in this case happens to be, you know, well, there's an awful lot of black people live in nice neighborhoods and so forth in the city, too. So it's not just white to black, but it's, you know, I mean, in other parts of the country, it's 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 not that either. It's it's white to white, it's whatever. So it's not just a color thing, but it, it really comes down to just taking money from those that they think they have it, they think they have too much, if you have anything, you have too much, and and just redistributing it to people that, for whatever reason, don't seem to ever want to get a job. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of people... Obviously, are have medical problems. They have other stuff of all colors, uh, and and the, the care of them and the feeding of them. That's what we're supposed to do as a society. I mean, I get that, but it really is. I mean, it, it it's to the point where you've got to fix the school systems before you get more money at seventeen grand a pop or eighteen grand a pop, whatever it is per student, to raise that to twenty without any other change. Lou, anybody who thinks that's a solution, I really feel sorry for the logic. I really do.
4: Well, but but this is. See, you 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 and I've had this discussion. You you're looking at it the wrong way. The the schools program, the the court system, the social welfare programs in Chicago, are not designed to deliver anything. They are stakeholder or placeholder job programs to give voters money. If you get a service out of that, if for example you get quality education or in the case that I constantly ran, ran into when I went into uh, the Cook County Courthouse if if you got uh, a working court system out of it, that was just icing on the cake yeah the whole, the whole point of this is not to deliver service the, the The Chicago school system, which spends more per student as I understand it than than some of the highest uh, achieving school districts in, in all of Illinois, is bloated with administrative uh, jobs that are simply, you know, in there to give people money, and and you know they're not they're not interested in in teaching uh, performance. In fact, the CPS is is uh, or uh, sorry the the uh, Chicago Teachers Association is is seems almost to be to be legislating against it. And and I'm when I'm I'm fascinated by. I mean I. I saw your uh, and the gentleman who was running against Ballas. Is that is it Johnson?
6: Yeah, Brendan Johnson. Brendan
4: Johnson. Yeah. yeah, I saw him interviewed. Um, just a, a snippet. So I'm I'm you know I, I usually don't like to to reference those things because they get taken out of context so easily. But the snippet that I saw, he was explaining when he was a teacher how he he was much more interested in talking to the students than he was. Uh, teaching anything to them he said I never gave anybody enough an I was much more interested in hearing about you know their lives and what they were doing and I heard that and I thought my god this this guy if that's not an admission of incompetence and and just a, a total abdication of of one of the most crucial roles for that neighborhood
6: Lou the uh, my, I was talking to a teacher the other day in, in her school system, your teacher got fired for flunking somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I have Well, let me uh, run this one by real quick, because we have so much other stuff to talk about. What's going on in the Fed and and the, the, the Trump thing and all the other stuff? For God's sake, uh, I I don't think that our last night I was with a couple of judges. I don't think our our society from the top down, and if anybody thought about it, it's not like I'm smarter than maybe I mean, It's not the case. I don't think when you look at Was it was it Jefferson that said if if we lose our religion, this Constitution isn't worth the powder to blow it up or something like that. Uh, Something something more. It was
4: more. I think it was more of a kin of if we
6: lose our moral bearings. Well, sort of. In those days, people thought they were kind of synonymous, but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that certainly the the law and I think the schools have, have yet have yet to figure out how to react that the fact that the, that the family unit, especially in chunks of areas in the city, is, is, totally, is totally gone. I mean, I, I, I recall <clears throat> you'd much rather have the nun wacky with an eraser from 10 feet as for her to call home. <laughs> I mean, that, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the idea that there is no family unit to rely on seems to be, every time I hear one of these cases... I'm almost appalled, Lou. I mean, they they had two people here in the city who were arrested for, I don't know, two young guys. for. I think they actually caught two guys uh, stealing a car, carjacking or doing something. Well, the 18-year-old was put in the system. The 16-year-old was immediately let go go to the custody of his parents. Lou, I I think, I'm not positive, I think this was at 2 in the morning. Well, if the custody of his parents was any good, he wouldn't have been out at 2 in the morning.
4: Chief, Chief, we have a case, and I've referenced it before, here in Denver, where a 12-year-old was shot and killed in a, in a carjacking situation. And and what happened was the, the car owner called the cops and said, Hey, I'm tracking the car. These, these, my car's been stolen. It was this 12-year-old and two other juveniles, and they steal this guy's car.
0: How do you so learn how to tracks, drive
4: when you're 12? Uh, he tracks the car on... His phone, and goes to get it. Finally, calls the police. Says, "You guys aren't doing anything on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get the car." And you know, the, the, call, the uh, operator saying, "You know, don't, don't do anything. You know, da 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 da." So he goes to get the car, and he goes armed, which was actually, as it turned out, smart, because as he approaches the car, you know, there's a 12-year-old in the driver's seat, and somebody points a gun out of the car and shoots at him so he fires back and kills the twelve-year-old and now you've got the twelve-year-old's family out there saying i want charges brought against the the owner of the car because you know no cars worth my my son's life and he was a good boy and they were just out joyriding and of course, the immediate response to that is, well, somebody in the car thought the car was worth the car owner's life, yeah. because they pointed a gun at him and shot at well,
6: him. Well, this idea that if you're in a car with four people and one guy starts shooting at the other three are somehow innocent. Right?
4: Well, well, that's that's right, and, and that that the you know the, the person being fired at is not is not entitled to defend himself. Uh, parents but, never wanted the whole. Them. But the whole point of this is the parents. You know the family. He was a good boy. I swear to God. Every one of these cases, you know, the guy shoots fifteen people. He was a good boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was just out joyriding.
6: They stole a car. What, okay. What are you doing they stole out at 12? car? And they shot at somebody. I could have sworn at twelve you were supposed to be in when the streetlights went on. Wasn't that the deal? Uh,
4: yeah, you're not supposed to be out with a bunch of with a bunch of your
6: thug buddies, jacking, uh, boosting well, cars. Well, I guess what I'm in, saying is, is, I don't, I don't know good. how. The, I, I, I mean, you're the lawyer, not me, but. Anything, even even in the in the uh, the world of, you know, in my world, when you talk about people front running orders and doing those kinds of things, and you know, knowing what the Fed's going to say maybe before they uh, other people do those kinds of things, what it, I think no matter what you do, no matter what the society is, you can deal with three out of a thousand people that are just bad people. You're always going to have them. Every every generation's had going back thousands of years. When it gets to be like fifteen hundred <laughs> out of ten thousand. I don't know what you do. I mean, people used to count on the parents for we, that. We, you and I, have had this discussion,
4: and and I, I, made the comment that you know based based on the experience that, that that I've had with with as a guardian ad litem, and this was many years ago. But but it was apparent to me when I was I was dealing with, and a guardian ad litem is a is a court appointed parent, basically. You come in, <clears throat> you come in, and it's it, in cases where. Uh, you're terminating the parental rights of, you know, parent of parents, which is really hard to do. That takes a long time. It is, right? It's very hard to do. The court appoints the court appoints an attorney to represent the child, and that's the guardian ad litem. So, so I was doing that work, and it became very apparent to me within a month or two of handling my first couple of these cases. I was thinking to myself, "I've got I've got seven, eight, and nine year olds that I'm representing, who are lost. Those kids." Those kids are gone. You are not going to get them back. They have, they have been exposed to a life that has taught them very early that there is no, um, you know, th- there's no value in following the rules. There's no value in, in doing anything other than getting, you know, getting yourself a gun, being the tough guy, being the man, and, and it, it was appalling, and and I thought to myself, we're we're not we're not breaking this cycle because as you noted, we don't have parents to fall back on. You know, I, I it's almost an argument for you know, I mean Newt Gingrich got in trouble for this, but it's almost an argument for, for orphanages.
6: And, oh without and a doubt. going
4: in and, and just and just clearing out, removing children, you know, eight, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight, removing those kids from that environment and putting them somewhere where they're not going to be exposed to it. And, you know, the horrors of state-run orphanages or, you know, the stuff of Dickens, but I'm not sure that, that what leaving them in those neighborhoods exposed to everything. Well, I know, think the, the, at the, the, le- the, the very de- least... De- depravity. The... You know, the you remember the book, The Other Side? I didn't read it, but I've, I've heard of it. You saw the movie yep. with, with, what's his name, about, about Michael Orr. My only objection to the movie was that it did not go nearly deep enough into just how bad that kid's situation was before the the so that white family picked him
6: up in in Memphis. Well, we're we're we're, we're promoting we're not promoting it but i don't understand why we can't have i'm not smart enough you obviously are closer to it but somehow or another it, it shouldn't take a lot to figure out whatever we're doing now is wrong i mean if, if you arrest 25 juveniles every night at some point you have to have, I, don't, I won't say they use the term prison, but some some place where the next morning that's where everybody is. You're not you're not in the juvenile court here with your buddies getting let home and all of a sudden it's a big joke. Somewhere or another you have to be somewhere where there has to be some structure. And I don't, I don't know if I want to call it an orphanage. I don't know what I want to call it, but I, mean, I, w- I would like at least, Lou, to start at the top end and say the kids and the parents in those neighborhoods that are trying to do the right thing, at least during the summer, their kids can go somewhere for four or five weeks and do you know uh plant trees or god knows what to have some classes and uh, have three squares a day and a nice place to sleep and at least get them out of there for the summer or something there's got to be some way at least to start here we're we're not doing anything no and 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 of course again
4: the the mismanagement this is this is intentional this is not some you know, I don't think or, I, you know what I' not no it is it is if you go if you go into those schools in the, in the south side of Chicago and you look at the you look at the quality of the stuff that's out there in there in those buildings you look at the the environment those teachers are being subjected to you look at the lack of resources that are being devoted to actually educating children this is intentional
6: oh yeah. well yesterday it was a big I mean, they
4: may not they may not they don't I'm not saying they want they want a bunch of of lost boys wandering around on the streets that's the result, but it is the I don't see how the teachers come back resources. from that. Yesterday, if The conversion of resources away from teaching is intentional.
6: Well, yesterday the big bitch was, uh, you can't get enough Adderall to drug everybody.
4: Well, th- that's, that's, the, that's the school's immediate response yeah. to any high-spirited boy, yep. is to drug him.
6: It's crazy. The uh, S&P future's up 17, NASA future's 108. Lowe was at this party last week. Audrey, uh, one of the guy who, uh, People uh, invite you to parties. Oh, well, they invited Audrey. I was just oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and it was it was funny. It was uh everybody was of, of a Greek descent. All big big family, nice people. I had a, I had a great time. This little guy, the, the guy's got one of these big, uh, you know, looks like almost my age. Uh, big, what do I call him? Uh, receiver or something like like a big massive wood one like he used to have. So it's on the floor. All of a sudden, this little guy skitters across the floor. He crawls across like lightning. And he starts pushing all the buttons, right, of course. And uh, so his mother hustles after him, and I go, God, how old is that guy? She goes, he's eight months. I go, oh, That's he's pretty quick for eight months. She goes, it's worse. He was two months premature. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she goes, he is quick. He says, he's the best little guy, but boy, oh, boy, if he sees something, he's there He's there in a second. What are we supposed to do, drug him? I, I hope not. <laughs> no, no,
4: but that's, but that's you know, we we know so much more about this now, and we know that, you know, boys are boys genetically programmed to this stuff yeah well they're, they're boys that's the idea and, right and 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 the education system in this country at least the the primary education system is almost it was is dominated by by women and you get a very female orientation in those in well those the programs.
6: nuns were all women how come they, they they could put up with the guys we had 40 yeah, people in the class
4: are, well, but the but the education system there there was a, a very strong male influence within the Catholic within the Catholic education system. Well, that's true. and, and, and as you as you see, you know, I, I mean, there are, there are a number of articles about the feminization of, of, our, of they, our. They, ser- they, they managed the
6: to handle category. guys that were a little goofy, <laughs> Yeah,
4: well, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think there's any question women can handle, you know, unruly boys. It's just that our, our education program is has focused.
6: Well they had a family values. to fall back on. I mean true and on values yeah. that are inimical, quite frankly, inimical to you know, boys and young men. SP Futures up seventeen, Futures up 107 come back. We'll talk about the loose loose position on the Fed and Ukraine and all kinds of other stuff. We'll be right back.
0: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox.
2: Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help.
6: Hello, this is Tom Howell, the chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I have always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I am not so sure. Low and welcome back Stocks and Stocks. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. S&P futures up 18, NASDAQ futures up 112. This is after a, a big, I mean a real big market turnaround yesterday. A turnaround of probably 2.5%. We were up over 1% and finished down like 1.5%. Uh, just as a way of review, since I just talked about it. Uh, Dow was down five thirty, and S&P down 65, that's 1.6%. 6 NASDAQ down 190, that's 1.6%. 1. So, if you were a Fibonacci dude, Andrew, who's Fibonacci? I won't go there with that. Fibonacci would say you, you want to come back. A Fibonacci replacement is two-thirds. We're not even close to two-thirds. We're maybe uh, 30% here or something. So we're not even close to two-thirds. So if you're a Fibonacci person, we're not there yet. And it's bounce, a little bit of bounce. Uh, DAX down 87.6%. FTSE down 69.9%. Kaka around down 325 So not huge, but across the board down over in Europe. Asia, the Nikkei down 47.2%. Hang Seng is actually up 459, uh, that's 2% back over 20,000, 20,049. as that thing continues to rack back and forth every day crazily. I don't know what we'd even like to trade over there. It's like 2 and 3% moves every day. Shanghai up 20, 20 points, that's 0.6%. We have Bonds uh, down 1, 3.48. The Blend down 6, 2.27. Uh, Japan up 7, 0.39. Uh, but they're nowhere near the, the 50. They were locked down for a while, which is the high end of their allowed range. Oil down 47 cents, but still over 70, 70.43, it, it bounced yesterday. Rent down 35 cents, 76.34. Natural gas up 2, 219, still very, very lower as people are getting bills based on prices a lot higher than that, but they can't make them happy. Uh, our Bob unchanged, 2.59. Gold up 30 bucks, 1979, so gold is back almost to a tide. Briefly brushed 2000, then it went back down to like 1930, and now it's come flying all the way back we're up 25 cents, 23.04. Copper unchanged, 403. We've got Bitcoin up 402, but now it's under $0.28, 27,574. And the U.S. dollar, last but not least, maybe the, maybe the most important, the, the euro is actually up to 108. So the dollar is actually going down, and the pound is up to 122. So we've got big moves in there, uh, constant moves in there, uh, you know, every day almost. Andrew, what do you got for us? Travy Weather Sports. All right, it is 640 here in Chicago. And uh,
7: it's uh, March 3rd, or March 23rd, that is. Uh, starting off with sports with some basketball. The 76ers won over the Bulls, ending their game 116-91. to And the Lakers won over the Suns, ending their game 122-111. to Moving over to college basketball. Tonight, Michigan State plays Kansas State at 5.30 p.m. Chicago time. And Gonzaga plays UCLA at 8.45 Chicago time. Moving over to hockey tonight, the Blackhawks are playing the Capitals at 6 p.m. Over to weather, currently in Chicago, it is 39 degrees. Going to have a slight rain till about 10 a.m. We're going to have a high of 40 degrees today. And over in Phoenix, they're at 48 degrees, mostly clear skies. They're going to have a high of 67 degrees today. Now, over to Chicago traffic. Thankfully, there are no major accidents to report. However, every single major expressway is experiencing pretty heavy delays, especially if you're coming from the south or the north. But of course, the construction just began on the Kennedy, so expect pretty heavy delays of probably 20 minutes or more of coming from the north side. Now, that's all I got. Back to you, Sheila. So, Lou,
6: they've been three days on the Kennedy, and the, uh, they're already a day behind because of the rain.
4: Ah. Well, I, I would expect that... Uh the, the way things normally work in Chicago, they would be like two years behind after three days.
6: Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they, the they, well, they couldn't start until the other one was over. So now we just just finished the downtown. We got to start that. It's 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 so uncatchable. I can't even go there here. Um, but a lot of uh interesting stuff. A your uh, your you're let me let me
4: just let me just wrap up the, the the topic we were discussing earlier. I I I was astounded at. Mr. Johnson's comments on that on that snippet and and I think that that is perfectly indicative of the problems in that you know in those those communities where he was teaching he's a and if he doesn't recognize this then then he's a he's a disaster but but we are seeing and we're starting to see the the fallout from from this affirmative action push that this administration has been engaging in, and and I mean they're not the only ones. I'm just I'm just pointing this out now, where we have seen, you know, the promotion of people who are manifestly unqualified to to do the job for which they've they've been nominated or been hired, except for the fact that they're you know a particular color or a particular gender. We just had a we just had a judge uh, candidate uh, on uh, during his hearings uh, or uh, confirmation hearings in the Senate. Uh, he's guys, a federal magistrate, he's been nominated to be a district judge. He could not identify, uh, what a Brady motion is. Well, and, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, the forward pass of the quarterback or former quarterback of the Buccaneers. Um, a Brady motion is a, is a fundamental aspect of criminal law practice that, that, is actually starting has been rearing its head recently in the news. So even even if you're not an attorney, you know you, you you've heard of this, but it it concerns the requirements to divulge all uh, exculpatory material in the prosecution's possession to the defense. And
6: as the as the, you know, as the, what's her name said in Cousin Vinny,
4: yes, precisely. That that's exactly what it is. And it's it's totally crazy that this guy this guy didn't know it. And and I mean I'm sorry that that's disqualifying.
6: What did Muslim it, what time say? It's, it's called disclosure, or something like that, or what? What was the word she used? Uh, yeah, disclosure.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's mandatory. <laughs> she screams. I think she screams an obscenity at uh, yeah that uh, <laughs> in that scene. But I mean, this is. I think this guy's from Denver, and this is, of course, the second high-profile appointment coming out of Denver, because Denver's the the people running the the city in in denver are not are not particularly the the sharpest knives in the drawer so they appoint a guy to run the faa who's been involved with the running the denver airport out here and and the denver airports have been a mess from from day one uh in terms of in terms of just overall basic management i mean much like your kennedy freeway they they had like three false starts at trying to get a get a a competent construction company to manage the the rebuild on the Denver terminal, and and it's just been one thing after another. This guy, this guy oversees all of that, so he gets nominated for the FAA. He gets up and and you know he's he's uh, African American, so so the Biden people jump on him. He gets nominated to be the head of the FAA. One of the senators says, "Can you give me some basic, you know, here's some some." Basic terms that you know we we deal with the FAA deals with in its regulatory scope. He knew none of them, and and I, I understand that you don't expect somebody to be a day to day expert on on every single regulation that the FAA mandates. But I also don't think that 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 the director of the Federal Aviation Administration is a
6: learn on the job kind of position. Louie, this is not just my. You, you know, it's it's not just minority. There's. I was one of my uh, my gang that I meet once or twice. Oh no, a week. no,
4: no, no! Because because think think of the ambassadorial uh, yeah. uh, appointments that have gone on. I, I I get it. I'm just saying that this particular focus, because this administration has been absolutely upfront and shameless about the fact that we're putting people in positions because they're black or female or have a gender identity issue or or whatever. They've been they've been absolutely upfront about it and you're starting to see if, if we haven't seen it demonstrated already we're starting to see what happens when that you know when that comes forward let me, you let just, me, let me say, say it more start s- with the vice, you can
6: start with the vice president let me let me make this more politically correct Lou uh, the these uh, skill set in order to get one of these jobs be it president senator whatever it is is nowhere near the skill set you want in the job uh, agreed. Yeah. That's that's probably the nicest way to talk about it. My my gang the other night they were on. Your, your buddy Greg is one of the is one of the gang members, and uh, they start talking about some guy f- should run for president. And The guy's like he's you know seemingly bright dude, but he, he's a comedian. And I go, what are you talking? About? Well, well, everybody likes him, and he's pretty smart. We're talking about the president. <laughs> This this is a job where we you're supposed to read a book without pictures once in a while. I mean, what what are we? How how much can we dumb stuff down? Just like some guy sitting there in a T-shirt drinking a beer every Sunday thinks he can play quarterback for the Bears. No, he can't. This this the skill set in that job with the amount of stuff that comes across your desk. But we probably haven't had one there in so in so long that they had the mentality to take to really actually do the job right. You compare these people. To people like Roosevelt and Churchill, and the and the, and the readings they did, to, and the, I mean, in terms of I mean, I'm not sorry about his people, <coughs> but just in terms of capability and in and, and in mindset and in knowledge, we're not even on the same planet as a as a World War II general or somebody like that. I mean, and yet and yet we expect them to get in this job and all of a sudden have how many open items do you think the president has in any day? Fifty. I mean, I, I can't I can't begin to think that. You or I or anybody we know could handle something like that, but I also know we probably the guys that are in there might not even be on the same level we're at. I mean,
4: I'm, 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 I'm focused. I tend to focus more. I'm, and I'm, gosh, I hope we're we're ready for this. You know, the next election, the the president, or as I'm calling him now, the resident. Focused on or promised, look, no more drama, no more mean tweets, no more, no more whatever, and and you know, and, and I'm just going to be, I'm going to represent, you know, the middle of the country, and of course he's not. No, um, he's he's a he's a, a vessel for whatever you know far left progressive stuff people want to want to pour into him. I'm I'm hoping that we see candidates surfacing who are, you know, just
6: competent. He's a vessel you know, it, for the. For the, who's ever really in charge, Lou, wherever really the money is, He's, and, and as, as are all the other guys, which somehow or another, we need somebody with the balls basically to break through that, to explain sure, it. But
4: that, that's not, that's not going to happen because of the money that... The
6: well, money it also that... is not going to happen because if, if you were to say you're going to do that, they'll, they'll do something. They'll tap a line into you with some hooker. To, they'll find a way to get you out of there, just like I mean,
4: watch, watch. I, I suspect... I suspect, I mean we, we, we're watching it now with Trump, but, but I think the mistake that you and I make is we think that what happened to Trump is somehow unique.
6: Oh I I am not I'm not in that I group mean, that mean, is that that is not unique. I would yeah. say that any anybody who came in with a hint of rocking the boat would get the same treatment. I, Although I would I, hope I, that somebody else would, would would realize that the that the media is your is your friend in that situation, not your foe. And he didn't do that.
4: Well, he, no, but but the media was not his friend. Well, he was but, but the he, but, yeah,
6: but you can't call somebody a bleep and then turn around and, 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 and think they're your friend.
4: The media, the, the Trump did not start out that way. Trump was Trump was well treated by the media until it looked like he was actually going to get to go somewhere, and then, and well, then once he got into office, I mean, it was a it was. But, a but you,
6: he, he he wasn't smart enough to go over the top of media, like Roosevelt with his own, sh- uh, essentially show every week. He's now, He wasn't. He was too lazy and too dumb to do that. He couldn't. Well, he couldn't sit well, there for a half hour and actually talk about a topic a week in thing, a rational the way.
4: Bothered, the thing that bothered me about Trump is he actually. I, I. thought a number of his ideas were good.
6: Sure. Absolutely.
4: But he, but he appointed. He appointed terrible people.
6: Terrible. Well, I. People. I don't think the people he appointed were that terrible. He just. Is the minute they. They didn't. They didn't say. Realize that they were working for him. He, he thought he, you know, he, he wanted to swear allegiance to him. Who would? What is he? What is, you know, what is he? Hitler? Well, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm talking about people like. Uh, well, I, I, don't I don't think Tillerson sense. was an idiot. How do you get people, to be a chairman of Exxon and be an idiot? The people, the people who
4: surrounded the people who surrounded him, could not, could not function in the environment that he created. Right. And and then some of them, I mean, like, tell I, you I, what, I, if you
6: plop, plop me in that office tomorrow, one well, of the first people I'd call is Tillerson. The
4: people, I don't think the pe- it. well, or 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 um, um the Marine uh, general whose name I just don't, yeah, the four star who was who was pretty sharp. I I just I think that you know his his execution. I I would. It's one of the reasons why I I tend to well, look. Well, Kevin for,
6: Kevin uh, says he's a bad manager, and it's he's a terrible yeah. manager. But hey, I got a, a question. I want to dig into some of the stuff that went on yesterday, if you don't mind, because uh, some of the questions, of course, I get in a little bit of a discussion with my brother. Is it? Do you have a brother? I mean, even though they're the best people on earth, the president of PTI Securities does a spectacular, I don't know what I'd do without him. But but still, brothers, if you say that, that wall looks green, you're going to have to say it looks red, right? I mean, that's what brothers do. Uh, but no, we, I was talking about, what's his name? Uh, Powell comes in, what's his name? And the question was, uh, are people's, something like, are people's deposits safe? Now, instead of, giving the the full story or just saying simply yes they are safe we will make sure that every tool we have that nobody loses a deposit now he's not going to say they're all insured because they're not but he what he said was in uh depositors should feel that their deposits are safe what the hell does that mean Lou? it
4: it it means that it means that we're going to lie to you yeah we want you we want you to believe our lie
6: this is a this is a yes or no question but, it, but now we have, we have everybody opining on the whole banking system. Lou, shouldn't you have to take a six week money and banking class before you get on national TV and talk about something you know nothing about? I mean, it, this has been the, the system has, has worked damn near for how many years? Almost flawlessly. And the Fed has done, and the Comptroller of the Currency and other people. You have to understand what the banking system is, and they've had people, senators, on there, Elizabeth Warren. I can't believe that these that these uh, banks take this kind of risk. What do you mean? That's what a bank is supposed to do. It's supposed to. It, 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 and and we have regulators, and the idea of this, you know, uh, what do they call it? The uh, moral hazard that you should know when you put your money in a bank, you should know. Kevin did, or Kevin, I mean, did they have any crazy idea that when you're when M- Mrs. Lou, mom, I don't know if hope she's still with you. I don't know if she is. I know your dad died. Uh, when she walks in to drop two grand in a bank account, the idea of her demanding the list of all the loans and going home and, and going through them on the weekend, Lou, are we are we really thinking that that's what should happen? We we that's that's why we have a government. That's why we pay taxes. That's why when you when when you go to the bank and there is FDIC insurance, where do you think the one hundred twenty two billion dollars in the pool for the insurance came from. It came from the depositors. They're the ones that pay for the insurance. Now, when you pay for the insurance, shouldn't you be getting something from the insurance company, meaning the government, that they are supposed to be watching and making sure that the bank loan portfolio is okay, that their capital is okay? And if something bad happens in an area, which it's going to happen, you know, some huge plant shuts down or something, then and you and you Merge that bank in with another bank, and you make it happen and you make sure nobody loses stuff. Doesn't anybody get that 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 is the way this works? It has worked for like a long time and with a couple of bleeps IndyMac mac being one of them it has worked flawlessly it Why can't anybody even explain the system to people the way it is why why can't well, that, we you know, that's,
4: that that's the issue that that you and I have talked about before, which is the role of these of these people put into these jobs is not just to administer. The, the organization but to effectively convey the mission and how how the organization is supposed to work and, and, and you know what they <clears throat> what they are concerned about and, and, well well to you, you have competing interests chief you have you have the interests of your financing people and by, and by that I mean the people who finance your campaign the people who are the big donors, the people who picked the, the phone up when that bank started, to, to, when Silicon Valley Bank started a crater, who picked the phone up and started calling their politically connected friends and said, you need to stop this, save us, we've got ten million dollars in there, we're not going to meet our payroll, we have all these other issues, etc, etc, etc. So those guys in a crisis situation they moved to the front of the line. Their concerns moved to the front of the line. So uh,
6: I'm going to I'm going to push back with you on that one, my friend. If they okay. were at the, if they were at the front of the line, nobody would have been able to take out 20 percent of the banks of the deposits in two hours. Oh, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm I not guarantee say, oh, no. you that the no, Fed. No, no,
4: no, they were they were. I'm you you. I misunderstand how that works. The, the federal government can't just instantly step in there. So those calls started coming in, I'm sure, on Thursday morning. It takes there's a lot of momentum that needs to get to get shifted before you can get federal regulators to start doing stuff that is patently illegal and, and or stupid.
0: What do you and
6: mean?
4: So, well, they jumped. They jumped the. So these these concerns jumped to the front of the line. What happens then, two or three days later, is you end up with testimony like <clears throat> like uh, uh, Janet Yellen's in front of the Senate Banking Committee, or uh, yeah, Senate I think it's Senate Banking Committee, where where one of the senators says he's the guy from Oklahoma. He says, "Ma'am, uh, can you tell me, or can can you guarantee me that that the bailout that you've done for these banks and these large banks is not going to cause?" People in the community banks in my state to look around and say my assets are unprotected. I need to be in a bigger bank, one that's. Too why, big- why
6: would a bailout cause somebody to think that their that their bank is unprotected? It just, should be just the opposite.
2: No,
4: no, the bailout because because it's very clear from what the what the feds were saying, and this is why I say that's why these concerns move to the front of the line. It was very clear from what the feds were saying that we were going to protect depositors in certain banks. And we were not, and we were going to protect all of them, but we're not going to protect all the depositors in every bank. And so, what you've got to do as a consumer is try to figure out. But that's out the way. That's the bank way. That's, but, banks.
6: but that's that's been the lie forever.
4: I'm I'm just telling you this. This comes out. You see this move, and all of a sudden, this is the discussion in, in front of the, the Senate. If, if
6: you Committee. Every, every, I'm going to say, Lou, at the at the it, very most.
4: it gets even better. It gets even better. This is again. This is why I'm saying this moves to the front of the line. That that move by the by the Fed, that move by the by the banking uh, banking community, instantly sent a message to all the small banks in the in the in the country. You are not part of the favored group, and your assets. I
6: they. It should depositors started. It should not, stuff out. It should not have. I think the uh, the lunatics. I think the it lunatics on TV and Twitter did that. I don't think. No, as much no, as I was, criticize our guys, this was, why, why, this would, was, why would why would there ever be that kind of a connection? This is
4: because because I'm I'm watch I watched it.
6: When do you and, watch and, TV is what I'm talking
4: about. No 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 no. I watched the government pronouncements. I list. I read the press releases. I said they're gonna they're gonna save every depositor. For heaven's sakes, what so that so? But I know they're not; they don't have the assets to do that for every bank. So now I got. They, figure did, they out didn't say their, they My were the, bank is one of the favorite. There's
6: banks. a big difference between. This is this is the part that I think somebody needs to explain to somebody. There's a big difference between saving every depositor, and making them all insured. There's a huge difference.
4: They they said that no depositors; they were going to cover all the deposits. Right, but I'm saying,
6: but that's but that's, they, that that's totally different, Lou. That's totally different.
4: I'm just saying, that's why the message that that okay. message got bumped okay, out d- d- because d- those people had wait a minute those people had jumped to the front of the line. It gets better, in the same in the same query from the senator to Yellen, he said, so you're bailing out uh, my depositors, my constituents' deposits in these small community banks. No. Some of that money, some of their money. It's not just being used to make good the deposit you know these deposits for Americans there's a lot of Chinese Communist party okay money okay
6: but you can in there is not I, I, I you're wandering off into politics here I, mean,
4: I I'm just I'm just saying this because these people jumped to the front of the line they did got this terrible
6: okay terrible policies. L- 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 listen to me for a second we don't have a minute here listen to me for a second there isn't a bank anywhere Lou that can handle more than fifteen percent withdrawals in any two hour period. Not, I, not I one. So the difference is one of cash versus equity versus whether your deposits are safe. Okay, so the the way the bank is structured is the the, the deposits are their liabilities, the assets are the loans and their capital. So say a bank has pick a hundred million bucks. Okay, there's a hundred million dollars in there, they got twenty million in capital, they got eighty million in loans and they got eighty million in deposits. All right, so maybe some of the loans go bad, maybe they don't. All of a sudden, everybody wants their money tomorrow. Well, guess what? They don't have it tomorrow. As in the movie, it's in Joe's house, it's in Jim's house. So what the Fed does is they come in and they say, "Okay, two hundred and fifty is quote insured. We'll pay those guys off right away from the FDIC pot." Okay, uh, but that pot is one hundred twenty-two billion dollars, and by the way, there's sixteen trillion dollars on deposit of all the banks. So the idea that the that the thing could cover every bank is lunacy. But now the Fed says, or the Fed or the Comptroller or the FSLIC, whoever, the, those people, they come in and say, all right, what's what's the real number here? Well, somebody will buy these loans, even if they're crappy, they'll, they'll buy them on 70 cents on the buck. All right, so now we're going to get that 70 cents. Now there's the capital from the bank. Okay, that's that's gone. Now we really are $10, $10 billion short, or $10 million short. I said $100 million. And, and a lot of times... The, the the FDIC or somebody ponies up that $10 million because there's all kinds of other assets in the bank. There's buildings, there's there's probably drive throughs there's all other kind of stuff. Usually, they, and I say usually, like 99% of the time, they can maneuver this in such a way where everybody ends up getting their deposits because somebody else is willing to buy the loan portfolio or whatever else. You're not, quote, insured because of the 250 you get the next day, but you should get your money back if they do their job right, Lou. It's not like everybody else in the country is now out, at all. But that was the message
4: that was conveyed. Because nobody understands. Nobody understands. It was, but it was done in such a way that, again, this is why you say nobody understands. My point is. That bad policy was a result of all of these people picking the phone up, calling their their, their politically connected friends, and they go to the front of the line. So we protect them if, if right away, I, or it, they turn the money spigot off, and then we deal with the consequences later.
6: What they should have done immediately, at ten minutes after nine when they saw this run coming, they should have said... For the next two hours, till we figure out what's going on. Hundred thousand bucks. I, I absolutely,
4: I absolutely agree. But they didn't.
6: No, you know, did. Well, they they me. didn't because they're all working from home. There's nobody to call. I guarantee the worker bees of the Fed knew instantly.
4: Instantly. Uh, that that could that could well be.
6: SB Futures up sixteen. Lou, good stuff, buddy. Have a nice all weekend. Right. SB Futures, oh, yeah. Futures up seventeen. Futures up one hundred four. Trying to come back from yesterday. Be right back, Mister Dan Janinas.
2: This self directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click.
3: No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then.
2: That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program.
3: Yep. Nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options and $1 minimum a trade.
3: Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff.
2: That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds.
3: <laughs> (laughs) Tell your friends. That's pti.prodirect.com. Pti.prodirect.com. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net.
6: Stocks, Jocks, Stocks, and
2: Jocks.
6: You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. now. There's something happening here. What it is. Welcome back, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Howland. Everyone aboard. SP Futures up 17. NASA Futures up 101, which is about. Maybe 25, 30% of what we were down yesterday, but we are trying to make somewhat of a comeback here. Uh, Just quick news here. Bank of England hikes interest rates by 25 basis points after their inflation uh, and surprised last week. The first time it's been up in a while, but it was up a little bit. Do we have Mr. Dan? Yes. Dan, how are you? I'm sitting here uh, doing all right. All I'm doing is arguing with people, trying to explain the banking system to people, and it's it's amazing uh, how... The knowledge of it and what people watch these people on TV and think they're learning, but they aren't really doesn't
1: appear. I would I would absolutely agree with you and I think even trying to explain what happened um is difficult. Although I think Powell did a good job yesterday and I'm you know really on board with the way he uh can hand, he handled it um handled the questions but not only the you know his outlook because I'm I'm pretty much on board with what he's saying Um, I don't know where a lot of this pivot um, and rate cut uh, stuff is coming from because since, uh, you know, for the past few months, I've said I don't see rate cuts this year either. And it was really good to hear Powell say he does not see rate cuts um, coming this year. So, the you know, they're talking about a terminal rate of five to five and a half. I was actually speaking at a conference um, in Palm Beach last week. And we were asked. I was asked. Um, you know, where I saw the terminal rate, and that's exactly where I saw it: five to five and a half, or five and a quarter, five and a half. Um, he. I think the thing that Powell hit on that was really good yesterday is talking about the fact, the fact that inflation is still too high, and as we've been talking over the past few months, the job market is still too tight. Um, they do have the goal of bringing down inflation to 2%. They do have the goal of price stability, and I think that's good news. Now, this recession thing that we keep hearing about, I'm still very confused about the uh, semantics. The, the the words that are being used um, really confuse me because we have seen a recession already. We are in a contractionary period. Uh, the estimates, the Fed estimates, are that we're going to see um, about point Uh, four percent this year for the outlook for GDP and then maybe next year up to 1.2 percent so that's positive territory Um, in terms of the bank I agree with what Powell said yesterday I do and I said this last week as well it's an outlier situation there's probably some other banks that are having problems I'm taking a very different um, approach and really looking at the management of, of the bank's assets and saying that there was some mismanagement of duration, and this is exactly what what Powell said yesterday. Um, there, and this is what was discussed um, at the conference that I was at last week as well. That or that I was discussing at the conference that there's um, it, these are isolated situations. I used the analogy last week of what happened in Orange County, and just to remind the listeners. Um, Orange County he had a treasurer who was making imprudent um, investment decisions. Wait and, a minute, they were
6: very prudent as long as they worked.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think for the amount of risk um, that he was taking relative to, you know, for, for his particular um uh, constituency for the for the the county and the in the community. I think that amount of risk is was probably it wasn't hedged, Tom. It wasn't there wasn't anything that hedged it, and that was the same thing with what uh, SVB did. They 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 went long duration, but they could have hedged it, right? It could have been a, a, a hedge on the short end, and it really wouldn't have cost that much. And I the in the and, the, and I, I don't know that this is necessarily a contagion thing. It may bring up a few other banks. I am actually, <clears throat> despite where the stock market was after Powell's call yesterday, as a bond manager my whole career, I was actually um, very pleased and actually more bullish and am looking at high yield as having some really good opportunities in here as the spreads widened out. So again, you have to be uh, very selective about the names you invest in, but they look more attractive uh, now than they did a while ago. And I do see absolutely slower growth, no question. But I don't see this, you know, hard landing recession that you hear from almost every um, news reporter recently, and actually, frankly, from a lot of portfolio managers. I'm I'm quite surprised how well, how negative.
6: But you're secure in the knowledge that because we've we've declared it so, or they've declared it so, yeah, everybody gets to define a recession on his own. So if you don't think we're in one. However, you define it, we're not in one. Or if you are, you are. I mean, it's no, there's, there's no, no, no central spot now. This is, I, I happen to look at individual people, and I say that 85 percent of the population has been in a recession for 10 years.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's, uh, you're exactly right. It's, it's taken semantics. It's taken a definition, and, and really, um, you know, I, I like to go back to the academic de- definition of two quarters of negative GDP. Oh, wait a minute, that, that's
6: gone now. That's toast. That's out.
1: It's toast. It's gone. It's, it's right. Exactly. Move on to the next thing. So, um, one other thing that Powell said that I I did find interesting. He was talking about hey, the be, be, before market.
6: before you went to the next topic. Can I give you some grief on the last one? Sure. I would like, I mean, love to give you grief because you're usually always right. Once in a while, I get to lob in with one. Uh, <laughs> I had this this somewhat same discussion with uh, a young lady friend of my girlfriend's on over breakfast on Sunday, and she's been a trader forever. Oh. and i and and you uh i'm jealous of how much you know in your side of the business cuz i don't know that stuff that's why we lean on you uh but you have a little bit cuz i i can recognize it cuz i am one you have a little bit of the trader mentality yes wh- which which is so you're going to you're going to say just like this lady was saying and i you know maybe i used to say it but uh you're going to say that uh you would never have invested in that stuff, meaning long-term bonds, or, or maybe borrowed, lent money out longer term or something. You would never have had that kind of a duration risk which you would put up with. You would never put somebody's grandpa's money in 10-year T-bills or 20 or 30 uh, bonds at 1.5 or 2% because you knew it was foolish. And by the way, the interest rates can only go one way. But I think the mistake she makes, and you're maybe making a little bit, not to the same extent. Somebody owns this crap, and and just because you and I and she are smart enough as a trader to say we're going to hedge this stuff, the simple fact is, the rest of the world can't hedge it. How how the hell are you going to? Are you going to? Is the rest of the world going to hedge? How many billion dollars these guys launched out there for a three-year period here and in and if you include Europe, it's even more bizarre. How how, do, how exactly are you going to hedge? The two and a half percent money that Amazon got, they had no business ta- making its two and a half percent. The fact is, had, these insurance companies and people, they're just long this crap, and, right. and, and there's no way they're hedging it, and there's no way they could have. It's it's like a credit default swap. How do how do you how do you hedge the country of France from an insurance company? You don't do it. I mean, I mean, I, I guess there's a there's the greater and the lesser. You and I are so used to protecting our people from the greater. But, but we can't we can't protect everybody.
1: Yep absolutely. No, I, I, I do agree with you on that. I, I'll say though, like I think there's a distinction between insurance companies and banks when it comes to no not a not a major distinction, but 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 I think of asset liability matching when I think of insurance companies and I think of being able to match your your uh, duration and um, your duration doing duration matching and I think there was a mismatch, at least at this bank. This one particular bank, I, I'm not sure that that would happen across the board. <laughs> I don't want to blame the Fed for what happened because why not? I think the
6: why not? They're the ones that made the interest rates. Th- All the crap about the interest rates going up has nothing to do with them going up, but it, goes, it has to do with them being down so low.
1: It, well, but I think I think part of it is being a bond manager. I have a different perspective. So my perspective is that if you're managing bonds, you need to know what's going on with interest rates. And we've been talking about this for years. And where the best value is, and and I was asked a question um, at the conference as a speaker last week at the conference. I was asked a question: Where is the best place on the yield curve? And I said, you know, we we're getting more than five percent on a six-month T-bill, and when when you lock in that higher yield, five percent beats four percent. It compounds over time. T-bills can be sold if they if their yield goes down, um, and you can reinvest in something else at a higher rate, which is what we've been doing. Um, you've been able to buy high yield. You've been able to sell a T bill now at 460. Uh, the same T bills we were buying and buy a high yield bond at seven and a half that we believe is money good. So, so there is a there is a um, an opportunity here. But I think because I'm following it every day, and I'd be the person who is managing it. I wouldn't necessarily be following, say, the the large um, you know tech names um, like most people so i might those i might have a little more difficulty in understanding but for the way this money is managed i think there's there needs to be people in place in management that understand the risks and can define the risks so just to, just again to say to, to say one more question that i that i got last week and and i think this would be good for the um, listeners to understand and in the bond market there are three basic risks so you have what's called interest rate risk, and that's when that when you go long, you buy long bonds, you buy ten year, thirty year bonds. And the thing is, the price when the yield goes down, the price goes up. But when the yield goes up, which is what it has been doing, and is what you're alluding to as well, when the Fed Fed um, raises rates, it will eventually impact the whole the whole yield curve. You lose money. So unless you're time if your time horizon is 10 years that's fine you can lose and gain over a period of time but you don't you can't necessarily put it at your book value at the time that you purchased it whereas what you can do as an investor especially an individual investor is you can lock in a yield for 6 months and then look for other opportunities either when that T bill comes due or when that price goes up so there's that's the first risk the interest rate risk we don't take that we tend to stay short we like shorter bonds and we especially like them in this environment where the where short rates are high the next risk is credit risk and credit risk is the risk that we saw back in 08 um, mortgages um, the subprime issue uh, credit, credit got um, way too extended so that risk we manage personally by looking at the companies getting to know the management of the companies doing a lot of research so that risk um, is easy to manage for us not easy it's what we've been doing what I've been doing for 37 years the final risk though that I think is important to note, is liquidity risk and liquidity risk is starting to come back into the market the spread which is the difference between the bid and the offer on high yield bonds and even on some smaller cap and micro cap stocks has widened and as that widens um, there's less liquidity now we haven't actually we've not had any trouble trading because we trade on the institutional platform but for some individuals they're gonna they may notice a difference over time and that risk is hard to to manage but i think that's the one that's going to be of greatest concern and to a certain degree it was of concern in the case of uh, some of these banks so liquidity risk is very important and it's not a risk you necessarily deal with when you're trading tesla and amazon but it is a risk when you that you deal with well, trading Well,
6: you, you you could, you just don't know. But see my by, could, by the way, I, it's 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 crummy radio, but I would agree with everything you just said except for one thing. I mean as, as you know, what you just said is that's why that's why I'm always pushing money your way, but because yes, I know Yeah, absolutely. But what, what, I, what I'm gonna say is you can you can drop the uh, good looking, well dressed, well spoken Dan Janitas at one of these boards. And they're gonna say, "Hey, buddy, you've been telling us that that to, to go stay short." By the way, short is zero. I'll, I'll say again, Dan, zero. Everybody else is at least getting two percent on the third year. What the bleep? I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be forced into this stuff. And oh, by the way, the insurance company might just have to buy some every year, no matter what the price is. So everything everything you're talking about. I mean, I mean, you and I, if somebody drops us, and and you know, I feel the same way about hedging stocks. As you do of the of, yes. of the other stuff. I mean, that's what we do for people, that which makes us special. I'm not sure either one of us. If somebody dropped us like 50 billion tomorrow of some portfolio that's all already there, for God's sake, how many how many puts would I have to buy? How how would you fix an underwater crummy portfolio because the other guy didn't do a good job? I mean, I mean to to, to go from where we are now and we could we could triple our business both of us easy. I'm not so sure we could be a thousand times it. And then do the same thing we do now,
1: but I, I you know, the, the, the one thing I do agree—I think the one point that's worth mentioning, Tom, is that your strategy and our strategy. This is the time to be putting money into these strategies, oh, yeah. because there it's a time to protect value. It's it's a time of differentiating between managers, and it's really not the time to just put your money in the you know the S and P um, ETF and watch it run because that's what's happened or put your name in the FANG stocks and watch them run we're, this is a time to preserve capital those gains that you've earned over the last decade you need to preserve that capital and, and earn a little bit too I mean it's not our strategies allow you to earn money but but the protection part I think is important and even if we're you know if if the uh, the, the market continues to run and this is a soft landing and all that we still offer strategies that protect the client's assets, and and you know our income strategy also is is in its uh, prime right now because we're getting more yield. I mean, we've been buying some short-term high-yield bonds, as high as nine percent, um, recently, and these are money good bonds. And this you know this environment, I think, if you have that option versus having the option of being in an equity market right now and and getting a three percent dividend yield. I, you know, this Without is a no-brainer for me. Well,
6: Dan, yes. unbeknownst you to you, we haven't talked uh, in a couple of weeks. We, uh, one of the groups that we, we both deal with has got three or four presentations in the next week or two. I'm, I'm saying like end of the, end of the. you know, I've already had a few guys that are uh, up there. Um, and every one of them, I've already gone through their stuff and said, guys, uh, we're talking 50% Dan, 40% protected, and 10% if you like some stocks because... We've we got to be careful there. you're never going back to work, but I mean, I, I, I'm going to say I, I, I'm, I'm willing, I mean I'm willing to see it at least as much where you are than what I'm doing, and I would love to see these guys 50, you know 40, 50. I'm saying 60 to 80 percent either protected or, or fixed income at this point the way you're doing it. I mean I'm not you know somebody's 30 years old it might be different, but I mean I, mean, I, I, I really want people protected and I want stuff in some of the fixed income the way you're doing, not just blindly buying stuff. So I mean, yeah, you don't, you have no idea how much I'm on board with you. I'm just saying, for when I, you know, by the way, you mentioned Orange County when I was running for, uh, I wasn't running for anything. I was helping this lady Nancy Drew Sheehan, run for state treasurer in Illinois, and she had a working group around her, nice people. I somehow I got invited on the thing, and we we put together a, you know, maybe a 40-page pamphlet of how she was going to run the office, explaining to people, by the way, what the treasurer did, and and how we were going to do it the same or differently, and the. The Constitution of Illinois requires uh, them to be in uh, only, they can only invest in U.S. government securities. So I probably mentioned this before. But so if I was going to be the treasurer here and you were the treasurer in Iowa, guess what, we could we could bet a martini on it, but one year you're going to be 3.11 and I'm going to be 3.10 and you're going to win. But we, we were so limited on what we could do. There was so I looked at everybody countrywide, and you, these guys, you can get all these statistics, and I don't know where they got them, but they got them. Every single county, every single municipality, every single state in the country, I was looking at their returns. Everybody was three point one, three point zero one. Everybody's right there, right. All of a sudden, there's these two jamokes, Orange County and Harris County, Texas, are like seven. <laughs>
7: I'm sitting there going, I'm
6: like, wait a minute. <laughs> How the hell are, are they that much smarter than anybody else? Of course, if you start putting some swaps on it, and you start selling some puts against it, you start doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, n- not crazy when it works. And all of a sudden, one day, one day it didn't. And the guy, of course, knew nothing. But everybody must know. Like, you know, Bernie Madoff, all, the, all his customers, Bernie's got an angle. He's got a pigeon. He had a pigeon Jew. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean—you had to know that these guys are doing something way different than you and I would have been able to do in Illinois or Iowa. Or else how do you how do you double somebody else's return?
1: And I think the, the only way you do it is is the only way that you can do it is like in our case, we do a lot of homework on what we're investing in, so we're we're doing a lot of research and we're actually expanding our staff right now on the research side because we think this is a very important time um, to be uh, selecting the right stocks and selecting the right bonds. Um, looking at the companies and, and as as we do looking at the management of these companies and being able to um, to uh, Get that level of confidence in and that and that's where we're able to take the risk on the credit side because we are doing that work and I'm not sure how much work was being done Necessarily at some of these other organizations um, You know including Madoff. I, I think there was some things going on behind the scenes there that really weren't um, above board, but you know, it is. It, we are in a relationship business. I think those of us. You mean like having, you
6: mean like having your own clearing firm, and being able to fabricate the numbers that'll that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, we've been in the business for a long time, and we're still in the business, and we've been able to weather the, the difficult periods. And a lot of people would consider this period difficult. I, I consider it part of the business cycle as a bond oh, yeah, person. Yeah. But these these are tough times. One thing I wanted to mention that 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 uh, you know. We haven't talked about recently is the dollar has weakened. In fact, it's weakened to its low. You know, I guess the last uh, uh, time it was down low was the slow was the first of February. But if you've noticed silver and gold, and we talked, we've talked consistently over time about having an allocation to those um, in your portfolio. And we've had a nice run in silver. I still like silver in here. You know, we've also seen a bit of a run in Bitcoin, although that's not our thing. But I think the, the fact that the dollar has weakened and may continue to weaken for a period of time. Um, keep that silver and gold in your portfolio. It's, it's you know, I think there's, it's going to be a good, No, I don't want to use the word hedge, but it's going to be a good diversifier. Um, Dan, up- I have
6: a, in that, in that area, I have a question for you because I, I honestly cannot figure it out at all. And maybe you, if you look at the, I do a lot of, I, I got my, a lot of people in the GDX, which is the gold miners index. Yes and we've we've had a our, you know our best week the last two weeks in ages right uh, I guess yeah. I guess I could say I was right, but I also have to say it was like really early you know but I, you know it all at all full disclosure but my question to you is last time gold the GLD which is the ETF for gold right. was at this level the GDX was like twenty percent higher make that twenty five percent higher why why do you think the gold miners this time are are lagging. Do you think they hedge too much, or is is it is it a, is it a question of I should just keep buying it because it's gonna it's gonna close the gap, or is there something fundamentally changed there that I'm not seeing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the we tend to favor silver over gold, so the um there and you're right there is a gap and there should be an opportunity based on that gap. But I but but I the reason I like silver more than gold is just that the you, you know there's a lot of uh, components, um, you know, electronic components, et cetera, automobiles. There's a lot of um, uh, uses of steel beyond it being a commodity in a a safe haven. um, Of silver, I'm sorry, of being a commodity in a safe haven. Um, The miners, I did go to a mining conference a couple weeks ago, and the miners um, in general are facing certain challenges. You know, one of those challenges um, is uh, cost, so the cost of of, – Exploration costs, production costs, et cetera. So those, you know, that would be part of the reason I think that there would be that gap between the miners and the and the commodity itself. Um, I wanted to, if I could, just switch subject. Go ahead,
5: uh, sure.
1: Just for the last couple minutes, and give a couple of ideas that I've gotten from some of these conferences. And um, one of the, um, and I think these are good for individual investors. Uh, one conference is, uh, I mean, one ETF um, is SIHY, and it's a harbor fund, the harbor fund group that puts this out, so High, and it's a scientific high-yield fund, and it, it's done with a a uh, risk-adjusted um, approach to investing in it, and it's, it's actually, I think it has a, a lot of upside value um, it's a name that we now hold in the greatest high income fund but I think it's a good position if you want to invest in high yield and you only have a small amount of money um, it's somewhat protected in the sense that there's there are risk parameters that are being um, used as part of the investment process that aren't generally used with say a fundamental manager and another, another fund if you want to have exposure to Europe um, it's actually a mutual fund um, it's TFGYX ticker symbol TFGYX and the name of the organization that that, that uh, follows that actually runs the money is is called 24 it's a london based operation that has also has an operation here in the states but this is a european credit fund and there's a lot of room to go here and again if you're a small investor and want to have some exposure to this market and the higher yields those would be two ways of of getting involved if you have a little more money look at BXP which is Boston properties they have a bond uh, that three three and an eighth of nine one twenty three so we're talking five months right now yielding close to six and a half percent and Tom this is an investment grade company it has a triple B plus rating really and it has the cash to pay this off. So that's, you know, if you want to sell your. This is what, a, three and, a three and
6: an eighth of uh, what when, when is it? Of that?
1: 9123, Boston Properties, ticker symbol BXP, but we're buying the bonds here. And they're uh, you should be able to get them at close to six and a half. One other name that's very similar, also in the same space, also based in Boston, which I guess I'm giving Boston a little plug today um, Service Properties Trust, which we've talked about before. Those bonds came due, and now we're looking at the bonds that the four and five-eighths that are due on March 15th, 2024. So it's a one-year bond that is paying 7.5%. And this is a high-rated, high-yield, high-quality, high-yield bond. And if you compare that 7.5 to the 4.5, that you're getting in one year I do believe that the credit risk involved here is worth taking to get that extra yield
6: what, what is the the minimum you got to pile on these things Because some of the ones we've yeah we so that's, we, the, we that's why I mentioned
1: the the other like the fund and the ETF as examples if somebody wants a smaller allocation generally five thousand would be the minimum um, size you you know one bond you know is cost a thousand dollars basically five bonds are you're able to purchase um, so it's generally five thousand dollars so if you're um, looking to have allocation to the sector again I would do you know I would go with the the mutual fund or the ETF I mentioned but if you're looking to maybe be a little more concentrated and have some more yields either of those two uh, bonds that I mentioned I think have uh, that are, I think, they're solid organizations, and you're getting, you're certainly getting compensated for the credit risk.
6: Well, good, good stuff, Dan. when what am I going to see you? when you come to Chicago?
1: I need to get up there soon.
6: <laughs> well, you got to wait till it stops raining and 40 degrees. It's getting old.
1: Yeah, it's, I've got to wait until it stops being sunny and 80 degrees. <laughs> you, you, you you can't you can't
6: wait until the construction ends. You'll never get here.
1: Absolutely. Now, hopefully
6: soon. All right, but good stuff. Take care of yourself. SP Futures up 16. Nasdaq Futures up 103. Be right back, Mr. John Flanagan.
3: luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs traders executives and the everyday business person consider advertising on stocks and jocks with a devout listenership covering the chicago market along with a vast online presence advertising on stocks and jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at Matt at StocksAndJocks.net. That's Matt at StocksAndJocks.net.
6: Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. Well, now it looks like MAM interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to ptisecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's ptisecurities.com. <laughs> Stocks, jocks, and stocks, and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Well, I'm back. and I'm Timão, and we're on the board. SP futures up 17. The futures up 107. Trying to make a comeback from yesterday. Dow futures up 52. We're making somewhat of a comeback. We were down, just as a quick review, we were down a... 500. Where are we at here? 530 uh, on the Dow, 65 in the S&P, and 190 in on the Nasdaq. So that was uh, we're not anywhere near that. Over in Europe, we've got the Dax down 54.4%, FTSE down 63.8%, CAC around down 20.3%. Some of that's catch up from us, us yesterday. Over in Asia, we've got the Nikkei down 47.2%, Hang Seng up 458, 2.3% as they're back over 20,000. Shanghai up 20.6%. Uh, we've got the bonds. Uh, down two basis points, point four eight. not much movement there. The Bund down seven basis points, 2.26. Japan actually up seven basis points, to 0.3, well, called 0.40. Oil, down 35 cents, but still over 70 bucks. 70.55, so that's rally from maybe 67, 68 earlier in the week. Rent down 28 cents, uh, 76.41. Natural gas up 6 cents, still very low, 223. It's hard to even remember the 9.50 days, but they weren't that long ago. Uh, gold. Up thirty-two bucks, nineteen eighty-one. Making another run at two thousand. Silver up $0. thirty-two cents, twenty-three eleven. And Dan was just saying he's still bullish on silver. I'm uh, getting a little more neutral as they've gotten up here, but we haven't gotten rid of any of our positions yet. Copper up one cent to four oh five. We've got a Bitcoin up $27,668. So even though it's up four ninety-five, it's still lower than it was yesterday when we were doing the show. U.S. dollar continues to strengthen. Well, actually, today it's down a little bit, but we're still 108, almost 109 to the euro and 123 to the pound. So the dollar is is, is low compared to, uh, uh, well, it's it's been down all week. So I don't know when it's going to come back the other way, if at all. Andrew, what do you got for us? Trevi weather sports. All right. It is uh, 737 here in Chicago
7: on March the 23rd. Starting off with sports. Uh, some NBA basketball 76ers won over the Bulls Ending their game 116-91 to And the Lakers Won over the Suns Ending their game 122-111 to Moving over to college basketball Tonight Michigan State Plays Kansas State at 5.30pm And Gonz- Gonzaga <laughs> Gonzaga plays UCLA At 8.45 going to be a good
6: game this gonna be a real good game <laughs>
7: And then over to hockey, uh, tonight the Blackhawks are going to be playing the Capitals at 6 p.m. Over to Chicago weather, right now it is mostly cloudy. They're going to have a bit of a possible chance of rain until about 10 a.m. today. Uh, they going to have a high of 40 today. Over in Phoenix, we're at 48 degrees, mostly clear skies, and they're going to have a high of 67. Now, finally for Chicago traffic, I was expecting the Kennedy to be a bit of an outlier today, having heavier traffic, but... It kind of seems like everywhere is a little screwed right now. Uh, every single inbound expressway is pretty far into the red um, all the way out, and that's both inbound and outbound right now. Uh, so, not many specific things to report, no accidents, just a lot of people going to work right now. So oh, that's
6: a good thing. Thursday's the new Friday.
7: Yeah, yeah, it is.
6: Do we have Mr. Flanagan? Yes, you do, John. Good morning. John, how are you? Good, yep. All right, th- fine. There I was last night after watching the Bulls uh, the other night. What a great game in uh, in Philly! I it was double overtime, and the Bulls won in the end. I'm thinking rematch last night should be pretty good. I turn on, turn it on a a little late, and the score is nineteen to one. And I'm like, it's got to be, a, it's got to be a misprint. How the hell are you, are you down nineteen to one in the pro ranks? But it was not a misprint. <laughs> It was the high school year, then it was, the was like wrong station and then it was like twenty five to three and I'm thinking I don't think this one's gonna end up end so well and it <laughs> didn't and it didn't but there should be some good <laughs> ones tonight uh it's uh it's really interesting John, as we've I've gone through obviously the technical stuff and some of the stuff with uh, Lou and Dan um I just the the individual issues with this and even some of the people on the show uh one of our one of our guys from uh, Notre Dame, he'll should go nameless, not Kevin, so we can guess who it is, are convinced there's this there's this moral hazard of of people, even Lou is talking about it, the idea that you are, if you're going to somehow make whole the depositors from Silicon Valley Bank, that you're somehow infringing on all the other community banks because there's not going to be money left for them. Nobody said that you're, you're going to take that money out of the uh FDIC insurance fund what they said is they're going to do what they're supposed to do and sell off the loans sell off this and, it, and if the amount of capital maybe will will be enough to take care of the of the hitting the loans and oh by the way now you'll have cash 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 to pay people off because before you just had loans and no liquidity but you're going to make the thing liquid and you're going to pay the people off or you're just going to bring the depositors into the new bank and say, "Do you still really want your money? Because the new bank's fine." I mean, doesn't why why is this so difficult to understand? It's not a question of, I mean, and I would I bet if you if you interviewed a bunch of people in the coffee shops around your place Jan, everybody's convinced that if if the people there are made whole, not through Cipic or I mean, not not securities, not through FDIC, but if they're made whole, somehow there's the, you're giving money to rich people and there's less for me, it is absolutely not true if done properly.
5: No, but I do think people have heard enough of Janet Yellen, and, and maybe we should hear more about what she was telling all these banks for years when she was making millions of dollars, telling them what they wanted to hear and what they expected her to do when she became Secretary of Treasury and what she appears to be doing now. Um, it's hard not to think that there was some kind of priority system being set up where her her biggest buddies and the government's biggest buddies would have nothing to fear and the, the people who weren't in that elite group maybe had a great deal to fear it's interesting Tom, isn't it that yesterday you know the market was kind of chugging along and it, it began to plunge as soon as she came out and said um, at a Senate panel that there, were, there was no consideration being done for expanding uh, the insurance limits, you know, the $250,000 cap. As soon as she said that, within a minute, the market knows that. Now, of course, we, we're kind of dealing with fictions anyway because there isn't enough money <laughs> in the Treasury or the FDIC fund to make everybody whole, even with the $250,000 cap. Janet, a it, it it appears.
6: Economy. it appears that the population, the people, are unclear on the concept that there's a difference between equity and cash. A bank could be the strongest bank on earth, and if you ran fifteen percent of the deposits, they don't ha- they don't have cash to pay you. But they're right, not broke. That's
5: what I'm saying. We're we're really in a kind of virtual. You know, it's a system that depends only on trust to work. And it, because when you start looking at balance sheets and you're considering the worst case scenario, if the whole system were to lose confidence, how, who, how many people could be made whole? How many people would get ten cents on the dollar? Not very many. So you can't go there. You can't talk about that. Wait, but you but you will
6: be made whole. You just can't be
5: made whole today. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it, <laughs> the problem we've got, and I think you know we're we're inching towards a kind of. Point where you have to be a little straighter in the way, not you personally, but the way that the government and you know the higher ups treat the average consumer. Everybody knows that there, nobody can go in today and expect to get all of their money out of the bank if every other depositor is in that line. Well, I,
6: I hope everybody watched the movie, right? But I mean, you're I'm going to say but that, that uh, Grandma Flanagan, when she walked into the savings and loan and put a hundred dollars down in her savings account, and was getting three percent passbook. She knew the reason why she was getting three percent is because Joe next to her was just getting a mortgage paying six. I mean, she wanted the three percent. If 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 you don't want any income, well, which we didn't have any income for a while, which maybe has caused people to think differently. That uh, which never should have happened in my mind. You know that. Uh, right. But but if 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 you think. That you want your your money safe whenever you want it. It sounds to me like you shouldn't be making the right turn to the teller. You should be making
5: a left turn to the safety deposit box. Right. Well, when you got banks that are themselves trafficking in dubious investments and losing money, and well, their stocks are taking hits, the, the, the depositor can't think that this isn't going to reduce their. Well, but I mean, what
6: what is a, a dubious investment is one that goes bad. Right. Evaporates. The money's gone. Well, I mean, there, there's there's several kinds. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm, a, I'm sort of a little closer to this, John, than maybe you think. Not, not in terms of I got a bad bank, but we had a uh, not a client, a friend who said, you know, we I would really like to to buy a bank, and it, the guy had I don't know what business he was in. I forget a long time ago. So remember, remember Kathy uh, Dervin. Of course, has a guy who is a he's a South Side guy who is dying to recharge some of the old neighborhoods where you and I grew up that aren't so good anymore. And the thing that he was concerned about always is that you could not lose the banking presence in those areas or else you, you know, there goes the neighborhood to to a large extent. I mean, you know, it's not the same as people robbing people, but if you you lose your banking function and all of a sudden everybody's got to go to the currency exchange, uh, it's not a good thing. In, in, in one man's opinion. I mean, everybody everybody should have a bank, you know, so whether they're direct deposit not deposit. You shouldn't be cashing your Social Security check at the currency exchange. And Everybody knows that's what everybody's doing. You know, I mean, it, you know where I'm coming from with this. Yep. So he actually was able to, and a lot of this stuff is online, by the way, uh, he was able to go and find the balance sheets of probably seven or eight of these Southside banks. And, and one of them <laughs> was a family that owned the, the damn place, I knew the kid from grammar school. Not a real fan of his either, really. But anyway, there was. So we actually went through the balance sheets of five or six banks, and we're looking at them. And, and you could look at the loans, and some of them were very legit. Some of them hardly had any loans. Yeah, they just they just took the money, uh, gave everybody interest, and just and, and sent the the money off to the not the Federal Reserve, but they 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 just bought something secure in another bank. You know, like an overnight or something. So they didn't really have any loans. They weren't big enough to give loans yet. Yet they were very secure. Because all their money was in, essentially in overnight cash, so you don't really know where you look. And of course, there was one or two that the two new board members miraculously got a loan for their car wash or something, you know. And I'm sitting there going, "I don't know if I'd, I don't know how good this one is," <laughs> but you know, I'm just I don't know. I'm just going through them all. But a lot of the banks they don't even have the loans. they these smaller banks, they're it's not. But then as you move up the chain, there's going to be people that have some loans, maybe in people's cars. Although that's not as big as it was anymore, because the auto dealers seem to grab all that that business. But you you, you think the the loans and the cars in your neighborhoods or, or your neighbors or the boats of your neighbors are pretty good, right? I mean, there's right. a lot of stuff, but every one of them is different, and every one of them you know it's it's and uh, you, you sort of have to look, but they're not all. They're not all bad, they're not all good. Some of the banks you would think, God, who are they lending to? The answer they might not be lending to anybody. They're just they're just giving you two percent and they're they're taking it somewhere else and getting three. Uh, you know, and, and so they're they're very whole. You know, I mean it's it's but it's a system that's why you need uh the Federal Reserve, the state regulators. They're supposed to take a look at this stuff. And if it's a non performing loan, every bank has capital. So if it's a non performing loan you say, Hey, this loan you gave to this Flanagan guy, he hasn't paid you Three weeks on his car wash payment. Uh, you think this loan's on here for a hundred grand? We think you should lower it to eighty and take the hit today. And if it comes back on the twenty, okay, that's fine. And that's that's what they do. That's why they constantly write this stuff down, credit cards and everything. It's a process, and your capital is supposed to be able to absorb that because nobody's ever going to. If if you're if you give out hundred loans for a year, John, and not one of them is bad, I'm going to say your your loan. Uh, covenants are too restrictive.
5: Of, of course, but Tom, go back to the old building and loan yeah. model.
6: Well, that's different because you know those are those are all mortgages, though. It's a little different. right, but
5: those but those also assumed that the values of the real estates that were encumbered by those mortgages would not collapse all at the same time, which they did. Well, after they, after they, the crash, well, and they, so yeah, Joe's money was in Frank's house. Okay, but, you, but, but now but now you're you're also talking about a
6: time. You're talking about a time where the Fed pumped the crap up to such a huge number that when they collapsed yeah, but but, but back in the fifties, sixties and seventies,
5: that didn't happen. Because because no, the, but the I think banks are in that position now, Tom, where God knows what they're funded. Or or the, the the wisdom of the investments. And if that investment goes sour, if it's in some company that never makes a dime and just loses his money and that's, you know, supposed to be a source of backup for the depositors who have their money there. And the bank is empty-handed now, and somebody else has to step in. I see this as a real concern of the well, average person. Well, okay,
6: there, there's a guy that sounds and looks just like you. And I'm going to say, when did you first start coming out? A couple of years ago, two, three years ago? and my yeah, we, had a, we, we had a whole... Four years this fall, then. Wow, we had, a whole, we had a whole hour-long conversation about how do property values, when they're supposedly an appraisal on every mortgage... How the hell do they go up that fast? So It was fraud. It was fraud. Well, I, I, I've been, I'm saying, I'm talking about two, three years ago. But, I mean, and and, my, and I've asked Nancy and Audrey and you all the same question. And, by the way, you guys are all very articulate, but it, there's still no answer to it in the sense that if prices are going up, like the Fed pours money in like they did, and all of a sudden every house is worth 200000 and all of a sudden somebody goes, I'm going to pay $220,000. <clears> And they go, wow, it appraises at you know maybe two hundred five. Guess what? I am paying cash. I am just going to pay two twenty. Get the bleep out of my way. The next guy does that, and all of a sudden, the last two appraisals are two twenty. So some of the third guy comes by and he says, "I'll pay two twenty. Look at the appraisals. Go, looks like it appraises out at two twenty. Well, there there might be a thousand houses in the neighborhood. That doesn't mean all nine hundred ninety seven other people in the neighborhood now could pay twenty thousand dollars more for their same house. But look how look how fast the median house went from. I'm going to say six years ago was was down to like what 185, and then it made it up to 400. How the hell can that happen in in two and a half years, Jen? I mean, but but it does, and all of a sudden these are legitimate loans. Yet yeah, everybody knows, man. If everybody here had to
5: sell, we got a problem, right? Yeah, well, they're they're legitimate while the values stay up. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Therein lies the rug. Okay. None but of it, these guys. And are, <laughs> it's not just it's not just real estate, Tom. We I, I think now you you really have to consider how these banks make their money you know what you were talking about the other day about people were you know, astounded to hear from you that they make loans yeah to people and this is how they make money and of course they do and some of the loans they make are bad loans too and some of them are big bad loans and if they make enough big bad loans there goes the confidence of their depositors well it's a I think we're, we're kind of in that mode now where people don't trust banks overall to, to use the kind of sound investment strategies and are designed to make money pretty dependent and, well i you know it's, that's never been an easy
6: john i think it's i mean i do I, it Some people. by don't. the way you're 100 correct so i'm not gonna i'm sure as hell not gonna argue with this but i'm saying what the government has done and i won't just say the fed because the, the fed is just playing ball with the other people the people that are spending too much the the, the swings we saw really in, in in our lifetime let's go back to the resolution trust the the savings and loans that have been in business for forty fifty years, doing the same thing, never had a problem. All of a sudden, they're paying fifteen percent for passbooks when the mortgages are sick. They didn't do that, John And, and I no. guess I guess you could, I guess you could really bitch at the guy or lady who's running the savings loan and said, "You should have seen this coming." And not given a mortgage loan out for the last five years, knowing what these idiots were doing in the early seventies, paying for the Vietnam War and all. I guess it's it's like you know me. Uh, pushing back at Dan Janitas. Dan, you can do it. I can do it, because we have a limited number of people, but if, if, if you're the if you're the the money guy for Northwestern Mutual, you can't tell me that you're not going to have some of these, these bonds on the books as much as you knew when you bought them, they were a bad buy. They're just going to be there. you got to buy something.
5: Well, you, you compound this by stuff the Biden administration has done recently, Tom, with you know, the ERISA restrictions um, on your, your fiduciary yeah. duty if you manage a pension fund. Oh, that's crazy. And the yeah. idea that you can you can get away with putting investments in, into stuff that may never yield a penny, but because it's for the environment or to combat global warming, it's okay. That's completely well, we, we gave, we, this is This is why people lose faith in banks. Well, why, why, why are... Okay, I, I don't think you should give
6: money, uh, make a bad buy just for the environment. I don't think you should have made a 1% bet just because it's your
5: government either. <laughs> it's the same deal, right? No, but they're, but they're making it possible to lose money with the fiduciary relationship, and it's okay, and there's no penalty for it. And that's just insane. Well, I, I, unless you, you really want to destroy confidence in people's retirement. The, the I guess
6: that maybe they want to do Well, the, 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 the bitch we're having here, if there is one, is when, when, I, when I see these these macro trends, we go from 0% to 5%. In a year and a half, Jen. No matter what you do, and, I, and again, I have prided myself to not get my people caught there. And, and Dan uh, has done the same thing. The difference is, I know that if I was the treasurer for, you know, some massive fund, I couldn't have done that. You know, i I got to buy stuff as the money comes in. I mean, I'd end, I didn't. Hopefully, I would end up with less than the next guy. But these these are. That's why Milton Friedman said, "Grow the money supply three percent a year." don't don't do this where you're making these kinds of swings up and down because people people can't handle it when they're making these investments on daily and weekly basis. I mean, you, wh- how, the only reason why why would anybody have a bond sitting there at 1.6% and on a 30-year rate in your portfolio? It's because you got nothing or anything else for 2 years. And and, and somebody finally said, "Look, we better get something." Or what makes you think? I'll tell you what, Jen, there's people that are 30 years old they don't understand what's going on now. There's actually some interest. What do you mean? Interest has been two percent for my entire business lifetime. What are you two idiots? What are you two old idiots talking about? Right? Well, we we remember the good times <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and some of the bad times. But <laughs> what I'm saying, but th- these macro these macro things bury somebody. I mean, I, I mean, if you're if you're Amazon and you went out and financed stuff at two and a half percent or Microsoft, you know, and you could get that. You and I are going to go out today and try and finance something at like seven? How the hell are we going to compete with those guys? But how how do you have a 2 to 7% swing in two years? That's not caused by the bank. It's not caused by Amazon. It's caused by our guys. And it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican in there. They all seem to have these crazy
5: swings. Well and Tom, you know if when you think about, you know, instilling confidence in people, what kind of confidence can people have in a seventy six year old Secretary of the Treasury who just the other day said she has perpetual migraines? Isn't it time for such a person to step down? Wouldn't you want to replace that person if you wanted to give well, people I, I something don't
6: to I would I, I would never disagree with that. You know, what I'm saying is
5: And she had no business having the job in the first place either, really. But John,
6: <laughs> I I would agree with that after making the seven million bucks. I mean I she don't you know she's my Actually, I mean, most detested person is, in Washington. This is
5: the bigger, bigger problem for people, Tom, is that if, if it's our guys who are causing the problems, they got the people in there to protect the guys, well, clearly.
6: John, I have a piece of paper buried in my... Uh, actually, I'm a little more organized. I actually found it. Now, if I could find it again, I don't know about that. There was a big survey done about 10 years ago. I don't know how big of a survey it was, but a big survey. And they, they sampled a whole bunch of supposedly intelligent adults in this country. And they, they said they want the government to balance the books, but they don't want any cuts in entitlements, defense, Medicare or anything like that. They have no idea of, of how much the government's doing exactly I mean you and I you know will have this debate once in a while, uh, but I'm, I'm really on George Stigler's side, not just because he won a Nobel Prize because that's not me uh, that you, you get collectively, you get the government that you deserve. And the individual person in this country is over his skis, twenty to twenty five percent, usually on credit cards and so forth, he wants to spend that much more than he pays. And, and and we we have a government that if if all of a sudden you want a program, you want this, whatever it is, rich or poor, uh, if you want a program because the welfare is not just for the people we think is on welfare, welfare is for the wealthy too. If you want a program you don't care if the place has a deficit. Nobody cares, Jan, because for for 30 years, they have people telling you it doesn't matter if we have a deficit. So w- whatever these people need to do, be it print money or be whatever, they're going to do. And you know what? There isn't anybody in this country that bitched the blue streak about getting their
5: check on the COVID. Where do they think it came from? Well, and there was no input by the average person into the whole COVID nightmare anyway.
3: But everybody so, every I mean, government everybody, the
5: government has completely shut everybody out of All this is by executive fiat. No legislator or legislature ever voted to have any of this stuff done. Everybody just took it oh, out Oh, the again. Congress for sure year voted after on it. Year after year after year. Congress
6: for sure so, voted on the checks that Trump sent out and then the ones Biden sent out. They 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 approved that.
5: Right, but th- but not on the lockdowns, not on this. No, no, no. This was all by exact emergency authorization by these idiot governors, and the legislature just rolled over for them. Well, if, so, if I mean, but nobody you, you know, know people's
6: nobody you know, or me, or you, nobody that we know said the government really doesn't have this money. I'm going to tear up my check and not cash it. <laughs> nobody did that, did they? <laughs> no, because they needed the. Money. <laughs> well, yeah. Plus, plus, you're saying, if, if he got it, I, mean, if I deserve were made it. they
5: Paid off if they were in an, an yeah. inessential worker, or they were trying to juggle too much because their kids were at home all day. I mean, the stuff people were put through for absolutely no good reason. You whatsoever. know, they, they, could, they
6: could they could use your voice as uh, is it is it Homer's grandfather? I don't know why I get at this check, but if they stop sending it, they'll be, be held to pay.
5: <laughs> like like I just said, everybody go downtown and burn them at State Madison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I. But the, the, everything, is going, everything is going
6: to everybody. I mean, it's what, whatever it is. I mean, The Chicago's broke, the state's broke. How much do you think that we could actually be doing these these uh, expressway things if we actually had a, an honest bidding process? But nobody wants it. I mean, it, nobody, it, it just, John, it just never happens. And we just keep going deeper in the hole. I. I just hope somebody saves it, whoever that somebody is, before we reach a spot we can't come back from. And as well, of now... The amount
5: of truth... People are going to have to absorb so much truth in a very short time that they're, they won't be reeling from it.
6: Well, Jan, if I, if I went on CNBC, which I don't want to do, I know I would. if I were to say, you know, there's an end to this road, this inflation, this other stuff, it's going to kick up. And and the immediate the, 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 the thing, some very attractive lady looking at me, looking like a face for radio on the TV... She's going to say, well, if you're right, why hasn't it happened now? You've been saying this for two years and it hasn't happened yet. That's, and I don't have an answer for that, Jen. I don't want it to happen. Well, that, that's a good thing. But the fact is, it hasn't happened yet. And maybe it's starting, you know, which isn't, doesn't look so hot. But, but I mean, there's no. The, the mentality is if we grow at 3% and our, our deficit grows at 2.9%, you know what, we're going to be okay in 20 years. Just do the math. The problem is you can never believe their numbers. It just gets worse, but in
5: theory, I guess they're right, wouldn't you say? Well, if they got you know phony numbers, they don't, don't give you good numbers. You know, they can make up any story they want, and they expect you to believe it. So,
6: well, I got I got a number for you. I think it's your round. When am I going to see you? <laughs> maybe Soon. that's maybe that's why I haven't seen you in ages. It is your round. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, take care of yourself. But talk to you next week. Who do you like tonight? I mean, I'm going to watch the UCLA Gonzaga game. I think it's gonna be a good one.
5: Well, of course, i got a root for Gonzaga, Catholic boy that I am. Well, your buddy, uh, is that guy Timmy, older than you? He's been playing there for about eight, <laughs> nine
6: years, it seems. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back tomorrow Stocks and Jocks.
3: Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at ptiprodirect.com. Nadex Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.